God's word by standing. <clears throat> Hebrews, the sixth chapter, and I'm, on, I'm going to read verses. Well, before I read this, uh, I want to say some. Uh, the title of my message tonight is If God Permits. If God Permits. And that's going to be the title of the next three or four messages because everything that follows verse 3. And everything that follows verse 3 is there, is, happens if God permits it to happen. And you'll see what we're talking about as we get started tonight. He says in verse 4, he says, for it is impossible. Now remember, if God permits, everything reverts back to if God permits. For it is impossible for those who were once enlightened and have tasted of heavenly gift and, and were made partakers of the Holy Ghost and have tasted the good word of God and the powers of the world to come. Now I'm going to read the very first few words of verse 6. If they shall fall away. Now remember, if God permits, that's what we're talking about. If God permits, that's what goes all the way, it goes back to that. Gracious Heavenly Father, I thank you for your word, and I thank you, Lord, that you do permit a lot of things, that there's nothing that go that, that, that goes on that you don't permit it. And Lord, uh, there's, there's no way that, uh, we can live, we can lose our salvation, Lord, because we know that you don't permit that. And Lord, you don't permit us to lose it. Lord, you promised us that we're going to have our salvation. We're going to keep it. Take care of us, Lord, for it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you. you may be seated. All right. If God permits, uh, these Jews that he's writing to here, these dispersed Jews that he's writing to here, they, are, they have got tied up into a lot of heresy. And, uh, and so... Because of that, uh, Paul is writing to them. He's, what, what he's doing is, some, some may say he's trying to, but no, he's doing it. He is going to bring them back to where they should be. Now, I want to I say again, to, to get the whole gist of the understanding of this sixth uh, uh, chapter, you have to understand that uh, these Jews were dispersed from Jerusalem uh, when when, uh, when when there was persecution came up on the church there, they scattered, and as a result of now you have to remember this too, when we say this, that the Jerusalem church was an all Jewish church. There there weren't any Gentiles in the uh, in the church until later on when Peter and them went out to preach, and Paul and them went out to preach, of course, and. And as a result of it, then there were Gentiles were saved, and, and of course they were added to a church, not necessarily the Jerusalem church, but they were added to a church. But Paul is writing to these Jews to bring them back into fellowship with, with God because they had gotten completely out of fellowship with God, and we're going to see how they did and why they did in just a few minutes. Um, there was a time when only those who had been enlightened 
could be a candidate for baptism. Now, this is where this, where this all comes from. This comes from uh, back in uh, uh, the first verse where he talks about the, the doctrines of, he talks about the doctrines of baptism and uh, of baptisms, he says. And then when we, when we realize that, they realize that these Jews had been taught something totally different about baptism than, than they should have learned when they were back in uh, uh, Jerusalem. But they didn't. Or if they learned it, they, they got carried away when, when they dispersed uh, to where they are. But uh, these Jews to whom the apostle wrote believed this about baptism. They, they, they believed that, that a person, and, and I'm, I'm trying to get this to where I can get, get some clarity out of it, they, they, they believe that, uh, that if a person uh, did not do what they were supposed to do, that they lost their salvation and they did not deserve baptism. And, uh, and that's why that when Paul had to go back and reteach them, he had to reteach them all these things about baptisms and he had to reteach them about, because they believed in more than one type of baptism. And so, but Paul had to go back and teach them about baptism and had to teach them about some of the uh, ordinances that, uh, that they were taught in Jerusalem, but some of them had gotten completely away from it. This, this is what happens when you get backslidden. That's what happens. I mean, this is just a, this, this, what, this is what makes the book of, of, of uh, Hebrews very difficult because these Hebrews who were once the people of God, they, they were the only people of God at one time. These Hebrews, uh, uh, they had gone back into the world just like the Galatians did. Some of those Hebrews there in the Galatia, they did the same thing. They went back to the old law and went back to uh, uh, celebrating days and times and years. And uh, that's when Paul told them he was afraid of them because, uh, you know, in other words, these Jews believed that you could have salvation today and lose it tomorrow. You have salvation today and lose it tomorrow. So that was the key, key to it all right there. Uh, the apostle was teaching these Jews the same that happens to those who are truly saved. Now, those who are truly saved are to be truly scripturally baptized. That's what, that's what he's referring to here when he's talking about baptism. He said bath. He's teaching them the same thing that we're taught, that baptism is only for those who are truly saved, and it, it only amounts to anything to those who are truly saved. Now, um, those who are truly saved have tasted the heavenly gift, and they have been partakers of the Holy Ghost, and they have, uh, uh, they have, and they have tasted the good word of God, and the powers of the world to come. They, they had been taught these things. They'd been taught these things. Back in Jerusalem, they were taught these things. And Paul here is, is saying that what happened to you? I'm just paraphrasing. What happened to you? You know, uh, and, uh, and he's telling them that whatever happens 
you know, if God permits a person to be lost, be then that's God's permission. If God permits a person to be saved, then that's also God's permission. That uh, That's why you go all the way back to the word, if God permits, you, you definitely got to use that in the beginning in the uh, the fifth chapter. Uh, and um, in the fourth chapter, I'm sorry, where he says, for it is impossible for those who were once enlightened, in other words, it's impossible for them to lose their salvation. That's the key to it. That's that's one of the blessed things. All who are saved today have done those same things. You know, all, all, all of us that are saved, we have tasted the heavenly gift. We have, we have uh, been partakers of the Holy Ghost. And we have tasted the good word of God and the powers of the world to come. We all believe that. We all, we, we've all been taught that. We've all been taught that, that uh, there, there is power to come. Power yet, even after we're gone, there's power to come, and, and that the Lord is going to come back, and He's going to set up His earthly kingdom here on earth, and He's going to rule and reign for a thousand years. And so, Paul here is, and we're going to come to a key uh, statement here in just a few minutes, uh, saying that the the difficulty of of all this when Paul was writing to them. You know, I'm glad Paul had to write to him, and I'm glad I'm just reading after Paul because I would have hated to have to write. You know, I was just thinking the other day when when I was working on this message uh, uh, one day, well, it, I think it was uh, Monday, I started to work on this message, and, uh, and, and I got to thinking, you know, that uh, it's, it's a very hard thing to go and talk to people who have gone away from God. It's a hard thing to do. It's a hard thing to do. I'm, I'm sitting here, I'm thinking, you know, we, we've got people here at Landmark Baptist Church that don't come to church anymore. It's going to be one of the hardest things this pastor has to do is to try to talk to them and, and try to get with them and talk to them. And, and, and this, this is what Paul, Paul is just telling them the fact that they have, that some of them, did this some of them, but some of them didn't. This this another thing this shows us is that that you can walk church aisles, you can take preachers by the hand, you can pray with them, you can be baptized, you can learn all the ordinances and learn what they are, all the truths, and yet still be lost. Now that that's that's a scary thing. It is to me. Because you can have these things and still be lost, you know. And I, every every time I think of this, I think of the day at the at the at the great white throne of judgment when the Lord is going to say, "Depart from me, ye that work iniquity." I never knew you. And Paul is teaching them here that because God opened up their hearts and showed them these things, that they're that that they are saved people. But if God hasn't done this, if, if, they, if they don't see that God in their life, that God has done this, then they're not saved. There was a philosopher, and this, this goes all the way back now, you have to remember. There was a philosopher in the days of, the early, of early Christianity 
he was called Novatus, who first taught that a man could have experience, could have experienced all the previous things we talked about, and then walk away from them as an unsaved man. Now, you know, uh, there, there were people out there, these Jews were being taught some things that was just wrong. Not true. This Novatus, he, and he, he was, uh, he was considered to be a, a pretty good man. But yet he taught them that you can experience all these things and you can, you can heavenly things. And, and I'm not sure that he's all wrong on this, but you can experience all these things and still be lost. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're saved just because you experience all these things. And, and that's what he was teaching. And um, these teachings are held today. Right today, there's some that hold these teachings today. These teachings today are held together by a, a latter-day Armenians, by the latter-day Armenians and the latter-day Pelagians. I know you've, you've heard me use these terms before, but these are, you have to get into Josephus and some of the, teachings of some of those Jewish writers that wrote uh, uh, some of the history of the Jews to, to learn these things but uh, the Pelagians were people who also taught that you could have salvation today and lose it tomorrow well you've got, you've got people today who are teaching this every Sunday they're teaching it every Wednesday night they're teaching people that if you don't do this, if you don't do that if, if you don't uh, if you don't put so much money in and if you don't come to church uh, and, and you don't do any of this, then, uh, then you are, uh, then, then you, you, you've lost your salvation. Well, we know better. We know better than that. We, we know that the Bible makes room for the fact that if we do sin, then we have an advocate with the Father that we can go to him and we can ask forgiveness and he'll forgive us for our sins and we won't lose our salvation. We, we've been taught that, you know, and, and it, it's easy for people to fall in to the other. I was, uh, uh, saw somebody here sometime, it's been some time back. I saw somebody sometime back and, and they, they used to be, matter of fact, they used to be members of Calvary Baptist and, and uh, in Cynthiana. And, uh, and I pastored those people for about seven, eight, six, seven years. Well, uh, I, I got to sending them, uh, 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 DVDs and, and send them to them because they wanted to send them. All of a sudden, they said they don't want them anymore. Well, I learned that they joined up with the Holy Rollers. Now, they were taught differently. These, these, I know these people were taught. They, they were faithful. They were faithful people. They used to drive about 30 miles to come to church at Calvary, and they would stay all day long on Sunday. They, they didn't go home. Rhonda knows who I'm talking about. They didn't go home. And they stayed there all day. They brought their lunch, and they, they ate their lunch, and they stayed there until the evening service at 6 o'clock. They stayed there, and then after the evening service, they went home. Uh, one of... Uh, one one of those families. There were two of those families that did that, and and one of those families, while they were at church on Sunday, their house burned down. 
and they didn't even know it. And the people, their neighbors didn't know. All their neighbors knew was that they went out of town to church. They didn't know where they went to or anything. And so they went back to their home on Sunday, on Saturday, on Sunday night and, and saw that their house was burned to the ground. And, uh, and so, I mean, for people to go away from, and, and, and this, this one family, uh, Calvary Baptist took up $14,000 for them in an offering. That was, that was one Sunday offering we took up for that family that lost their house. We took, we got $14,000. And, and that was enough in those days, that was enough for them to get their house built back and, and, and get it set back up again. And, uh, but they, they were faithful people. Now all of a sudden I hear, I hear that they're going to a holiness church and Kara wrote something about her pastor on Facebook. Well, this lady wrote something about her now pastor there to Holiness Church. And, and I know for a fact that her and her husband were strong. They were strong. See, so you see, I'm telling you folks, this is how, how people can get, just get completely away. This, this is what you got to watch out for. I see somebody put on Facebook, you know, if you miss church enough, then you won't miss church at all. And, and that's true. Uh, and, and that's what, that's what happens. And you've got to be careful, you know. You've got to watch out because some of these Jews had gone completely away from what they'd been, they, they'd been taught. And Paul, and, and, and Paul is, is, is working with them now writing to them and, and telling them about this. From the time of Christ, even before the scriptures were put in writing, they taught that salvation was eternal. See, that, that's, that's what we believe today. We believe that salvation is eternal. We believe that once God saves us, and, and, and I, don't, I don't like that terminology, once saved, always saved, because that, that opens up a lot of the argument, but uh, I like to call it eternal security. You know, we, we, we were, we've, we're, we've been taught that ever since the day the Lord saved us. We've been taught that we're eternally saved and we cannot lose our salvation, that God would have to permit us to lose our salvation. He's not going to do that because he's promised us that he's not going to do that. But, but the thing about it is, is some of these Jews down there, I'm, on, I'm, not, it's, I'm not going to get way in the fourth verse today. He says, for it is impossible for those who were once enlightened and have tasted of the heavenly gift and were made partakers of the Holy Ghost and have tasted the good word of God and the powers of the world to come, if they shall fall away. If they shall. Well, God doesn't permit that. It's, that's impossible. That's impossible for them to fall away because you go all the way back to the, the second verse. All, all of you have, have, uh, have uh, dissected sentences. You've dissected texts in school. And if you do it here, you'll find that everything goes right back to if God permits. If God permits. It was the great apostle who wrote in 1 Corinthians 13. Look what he wrote in 1 Corinthians 13. Turn back there with me if you would. In 1 Corinthians 13, uh, Paul wrote this, beginning in the 8th verse. He says, Charity never faileth, 
But whether there be prophecy, they shall fail. Whether there be tongues, they shall cease. Whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect, I think think talking about the perfect word of God, when that which is perfect has come, then that which is part shall be done away with. When I was a child, I spake as a child, I understood as a child, I thought as a child, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. For now we see through a glass darkly, that is, before the word of God was completed, but then when the word of God is completed, face to face, now I know in part, but then shall I know even as also I am known. So see, he, he says it. He says we'll, we'll, we'll learn more about ourselves. We'll learn more about these things once the word of God is completed. I thank God they completed the word of God, and I thank God they put it in print that we have it today. If we didn't have it, what would we know? What, what, what would we know to teach? What, what would we know to teach if they, you, you think about that for just a moment. These writers of the scriptures had to be inspired of God because how would they know what to teach? They weren't inspired of God. How would they know to teach us that it's true that we have eternal salvation if it wasn't for God? So God, God, God permitted them to write what they wrote and he, 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 he took their hands and he told them what to write. And they wrote it down. And, and then they put it in print. When they, took, when they took the scrolls and they put them all together, they put them in print. And now we have the King James Version of the Bible. And as a result of that, we, we know the truth and we can learn the truth. We know the truth, we can learn the truth. It was Jesus who said, I told you, and you believe not the works I do in my Father's name. They bear witness of me, but ye believe not because, here it is, but ye believe not because you're not my sheep. As I said unto you, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me, and I shall uh, give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. John 10, verses 25 through 28. No, no one will ever pluck them out of my hand. So we're safe. We're safe in the hands of Jesus. Brother Ross Range gave probably the best example. I know Karen and Sam remembers it. Brother Ross Range came down and preached a revival for us down in Friendship. And he, he called one of the kids to come forward. And he, he put a quarter in the, one of the kids' hands. And he put his hands on top of that. And, and then he, he put his, his hand on the bottom, his other hand on top of it. And he said, told that boy, he said, throw that quarter. The one he called forward, he said, throw that quarter. And he couldn't do it because, so Brother Range had his, had his hand. That's what God, he said, that's the way the Lord is. He, he said, he said, the Lord just covers us up completely that nothing can get to us. So that's why if, if God, if God was to permit us to lose our salvation, then it'd be a different story. But God doesn't. God doesn't. That's what Paul's teaching these Jews. Now what was the great apostle Paul doing? Now here's what he was doing. Now listen to this. And you, you, this is something that we 
sometimes have to do too. He was unteaching these Jews the things that the Armenian Gentiles had taught them. He was, he was now unteaching them. It, it's a terrible thing to unteach someone who, is, who, who says they're saved and they go out and they get mixed up in other crowds and other groups. It's hard to unteach them. It's hard to unteach them. I, I, as I said some few weeks ago, it is much easier to teach the truth than it is to unteach untruth. It's so much easier to teach the truth, but it's hard to unteach someone. It's hard to sit someone down or, or have them sit long enough in the pews when they've been, been away and they've been doing things they shouldn't do. And, and it's hard to, when they're sitting in the pews to unteach them about some of the things they may have learned during that time. That's, that's how our, our young people get away. That, that's how they, that's how they, that's how they lose them, themselves is, you know, they, their peers, their peers will draw them away. And, and it's a hard thing to call them and tell them they're wrong. It's a hard thing to do. Call and tell them they're wrong. What are some of the untruths these Jews had fallen into? They were taught that man could experience the things from the text, the text we use, and never witness the experience in their lives. And this is evidence that they were unsaved. Well, you know, it's it's hard. It's hard not to believe that. It's hard not to believe that. If somebody walks this church aisle and says they're saved and they go out and live like the devil, it's hard for me to, to say to tell to say they're saved. Because I want to say they're unsaved, but I can't do that. I I, I can't do that. I, I can't do that for anybody. It's um, the belief that if a person never shows the experience that he or she needed to be restored to salvation, for they had fallen short of true of true salvation. But we always need to be careful today that we don't become judge and jury concerning salvation of another. We got to be careful of that because we can't do that. Now we we may say, well, it's odd that some people. But let me tell you, folks, they some people who do come back. They some people who do come back. I heard a young man crying while he was praying a while ago. Y'all heard him. You know, they do come back. Griffin, you 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 had a close encounter, and I told you then, I said, the Lord's speaking to you. And you know that. You know I'm you know Brother Paul's telling you the truth. You know, they, they do come back. And I'm looking forward to every one of them coming back. Every one of them coming back. I look forward to that. But remember this. I don't want to get I don't want to get too far get you too far away from this. But remember this. We can also do we can also act as fruit inspectors. Bible gives us that right. Bible gives you right to act as a fruit inspector. To to see if if, if it is good fruit or if it's bad fruit. You know, some somebody that doesn't serve the Lord, it's, it's, that says they're saved and doesn't serve the Lord, that's bad fruit. And the Bible says we can be fruit inspectors. But it, all the Bible also teaches us, and this is where sometimes we fall real short. <clears throat> 
The Bible teaches us and let us consider one another to provoke unto love and good works. We should do that. That's the reason I said, you know, there's some folks that need talking to, and, and I'm going to have a hard time doing it, but I'm going to try to do my best to provoke them to love and to good to good to love and good works. That that they need to they need to be back in the house of God. I don't care what they've done, where they are, they need to be in the house of God. Need to be in the house of God. You know, uh, Billy Ray sitting back there. I preached him a long time. I tell you, Billy Ray, it's a blessing here you pray. I'm telling you, it just it just it just it it, it wires my heart out to hear you pray. It really does. You say, well, I don't say much. You don't have to say much. Just what you say is fine. You know, and uh, and that that's good. How long have I preached, Billy Ray? Twenty years. 20 years, I was told, Billy Ray told me a long time ago, he said, I, I, I go to Catholic church and I'm a Catholic. You ain't a Catholic no more. Let me tell you, Winston, same way. Winston's not a Catholic anymore either. You see, the thing about it is, you've got to be careful. You know, we can't just jump the gun. We've got to be careful. That's what, that's what Paul is telling these Jews. He, he's been... He's been uh, real uh, uh, loving with these Jews. In other words, he, he's telling these Jews, I love you and I want to see you get back to where you were and I'm going to do all, everything I can to uh, get you back. Also, Paul said in, in Galatians 6.1, Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual restore such a one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest... Thou also be tempted. Now again, Paul didn't know which one of these Jews were really saved and one, one that wasn't. But he knew what they'd been taught in these Armenian Gentile churches. Novatus, that one, that one philosopher who wrote, you know, he's one of the first ones that wrote in, in the New Testament days that a man can have salvation today and lose it tomorrow. Well, we got Armenians, we've got Pelagians today who are teaching the same thing, that you can have salvation today and lose it tomorrow. That's, that's, if God permits, God doesn't permit that. He doesn't permit that. He doesn't permit us to be lost. You'll say, well, I'm going to go out tonight and get lost. Yeah, you're not either if you're saved. You're not going to do it, you know. God will bring you back here with your head hung down and your, your head between your legs and you won't be able to walk. He'll bring you back so quick. We try to do that. All right, let's uh, let's stop this. If Reggie, if you come and turn.